Welcome everyone. My name is Vida and this is Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast. A podcast where we discuss current news and developments happening in the cricket world with a special focus on Sri Lanka cricket. This is episode 4 of season 1 and I'm joined by my co-host Sohan. How are you doing Bora? Doing good Vida. How have you been? I'm good Bora. Just uh, came out of a lockdown. and guess what i did soon after we came out of the lockdown i went to the cricket club and uh, had a hit and a ball thursday i was struggling to get off, get off the bed the next morning to go to work yeah all bones by the sounds of it for us as well similar thing um we've had a certain i mean we can train on our own um so yeah. that's a good sign the next week or so there'll be hopefully more easing up of restrictions which mean we can probably train as a group within our teams we are waiting for the news on that because cricket's around the corner if as soon as the green lights are given yeah i heard you had a covid scare what happened yeah no um it's going getting to be a norm so i was how do you say it more close contact uh, or being in a place um so i had yeah. to get myself tested and do the routine so um more time at home but it's just part of routines now getting sms saying to isolate because of a scare or you know so getting yeah. used to that we had a similar situation a couple of weeks back my daughter's school was a tier 1 exposure site so we had to get tested and isolate for a few days and uh, yeah it's it's as you said it's getting normal isn't it yeah. um, what do we have lined up for today pura um interesting now going around the circuit a lot of it is around t20 cricket ipl is about to kick off and will be in full swing around the world in t we're talking about t t20 cricket the cpl just finished up chris gale and bravo uh, brought home the chocolates for their franchise we had a legend retire a big name in sri lanka lasit malinga he came across on the social media circles through his channel that he retired and we would like to discuss the lead up of t20 cricket you know i was just hoping we can speak more about those stuff but i think we have to touch base about malinga how how much of a force that he has been for sri lanka we got few things to uh, discuss today so before we get into that uh, i want to do a little bit of housekeeping so we had very good response from our gang of listeners about our last episode lots of feedback and thank you all for giving us motivation to keep doing this harin fernando sent us an email suggesting few things to improve uh, our audio quality and maybe create our own jingle so uh, we're going to look into that and uh, get our sound sorted because uh, both of us are not uh, professional podcasters so <laughs> we are doing ah. this uh, in our spare time so yeah. bear with us we'll we'll get our uh, sound sorted and uh, maybe we can ask our fellow cricketer and dj ishan to make a jingle for us bora oh yeah it'll be the person <laughs> to go through just reading through um or listening to you Harin Fernando not the for, uh, sports minister Harin Fernando without <laughs> I don't know it's name 
email said Harin Fernando and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you never know. He might be listening. <laughs> <in>. um, <laughs> but yeah, cricketers, there are a lot of personalities out there. DJ Ishan uh, was a flamboyant opener back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but keeps the house entertained with his music. Few Sri Lankan musicians out there and performers as well. As we said, with a lot of spare time for cricketers mm. in just in rooms in tournaments or within groups so a lot of talents come out yes i think we should start with lasit malingabora yeah i mean my uh, first meeting with malinga was at ncc when this was way back early 2000s when we yeah. trained with under 19s oh. i mean is is very different from the malinga we see now with his uh, flamboyant uh, hair you know this skinny kid with a regular haircut but he definitely had raw pace back then as well yeah. you know with his sharp bouncer and his yorker i mean he has come a long way from uh, those days bora yeah i mean talking about malinga the world knows his story he's got a unique action not the traditional methods of coming through the school system to the club set up he was pretty much picked up or spotted whilst playing beach cricket the reason behind him becoming his slingy action was playing on the beach not being able to get because you're playing on sand and more maybe smoother surfaces where the sands ironed out but to get the ball to skip through yeah. it's you got to sling it through so that was a, the uniqueness of his action which was spotted at the time um, by Champakaramanayaka yeah. and then i mean we've seen mahela javadana in his twitter handle say when he first met him at a nets at goal how it was hard to pick there are a lot of stories around i've seen nasser hussein talk about lasit malinga let's go out about you know 45 degree angle so he's letting go of the ball in where the umpire is so in front of the umpire yeah. yeah the normal batsman's eyes are used to a bowler releasing the ball you know at at the round the 12 yeah. 11 o'clock mark so if i get my hand up somewhere around there you know yeah. and then suddenly the ball's coming at 45 out of nowhere um so a lot of we've seen a lot of batsmen struggle watching games in that no one could pick him i have a funny story about malinga mavan atapattu when he you know when i started playing for ssc he was the captain and yeah. we had a we had a game against goal and oh, uh, yeah okay yeah so at goal and mavan i uh, came to the i think he drove from colombo we went there and stayed overnight and yeah. he came and we can see his uh, looking towards the home dressing room and trying to spot someone then someone asked me mavi what are you looking at and he goes there's this guy who bowls from from square arm i couldn't yeah. sleep last night thinking about his bowling <laughs> because i can't pick him yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he certainly made a very good first impression uh, with everyone with everyone exactly he's a guy with a strong personality he'll call a spade a spade and i think in sri lanka he's called a lot of people spades a spade and then you've noticed some don't take it in a good way some do so yeah. bit of controversy there but leave that all aside he leads the game on his own you know he's played within strong teams of sri lanka and he's mm. led the charge for 
the teams a lot um, in one day cricket and t20 cricket as it transitioned to to international cricket he was a striking force for us he would handle the death overs and anyone who's played with him uh, with our you and i we've played a few games with him at ncc whenever he was available knows i mean in the international circuit as well everyone who talks about lasith malinga tells that how much of a brain he is in terms of the game strategy wise or you know talking about cricket how much mm-hmm. of of uh, he brings into the table what what he knows about the game mm-hmm. he's always up for discussions he'll oh, yes. want to talk it out yep. find out okay what's the reason you're doing and find a solution you know so that's something that was striking and i think uh, when he took charge of the world t20 side that we won in 2014 yeah there was a plan that was talked about okay what if we do it to a certain extent uh, is yeah. something i think i mean with you probably know more from a fast bowling point of view and you know you've been in that mold of fast bowlers that came up with him so you'll know yeah. more inside how he came about yeah so you know in sri lanka we have this fast bowling academy where all yeah. the up and coming fast bowlers train and you know you go and uh, bowl at the national team and um, yes. mali and kule those i mean in our age group those two were like the batch top you know they they were they, they were, were earmarked sri lankan they were top of the class at the class right we all had a healthy competition against each other and you know yeah. we, we bounce off each other we talked about our actions and you know about our variations and all the time mali you know he is someone who always focused on what he can control right he knew what his strengths are and he made sure that he get those things perfect right and yeah. because when yeah. he first came out he had a bouncer <coughs> and a yorker yeah. that's it then later yeah. he developed a very good length ball he usually take it away from the right handers i saw him mentioning in a youtube video as well so he never tried to bowl a in swinger to a right hander because with his action it's you impossible can't do it. yeah. yeah but with the new ball of course with the old ball you know he will reverse reverse it in <laughs> it was yeah. easy yes but with malis his cricketing brain is unique for a you know we 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 always we'll play a game in the weekend then we come for training on a monday we always yeah. ask each other how many wickets you've taken and all that then mali you know he, he'll tell only if you ask him he'll say oh, i took a six per against ncc yeah, yeah i hit yeah. hashanti lagaratna here or i hit avish <laughs> avish on the head all right yeah. and then you know he'll ask how many wickets did you take oh, i'll say oh, i took four he goes oh it's not like uh, five for vida you know yeah. there's a massive difference yeah. only one wicket but that five is different right so whenever i mean i get a five i'll go into mali took a five and he'll go challenge is take another five next next weekend then only if people lose their doubts about you he you know yeah. here we are worrying about what's happening now he is thinking future ahead future next next month yeah. so he has this you know unique cricketing brain which has helped him to achieve what he has uh, achieved over the years bora yeah something i've noticed like being part of the circuits being part of training sessions with the camps lasith malinga was a nightmare for the batsman i think he never held anything back there they yeah. be you can name all the greats at the time going into the net yeah what lasith malinga wanted to practice off his bowling could be a short ball or a yorker 
he's not going to hold it back yeah. he gives it tight and yeah. then i've yeah it's that's something which stood out for me i've seen him yeah put a lot of batsmen under trouble like you know he he trains <laughs> for it like a match situation yeah, yeah. especially um, if he's coming out of injury he's testing oh, his yeah. testing his knee or his back oh, yeah. i remember one time kanda coming after a hit and he says tell the selectors to get this guy into the squad he's trying to kill us <laughs> Yeah he 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 he's a unique character I think around the world we've we've seen him in he came to Melbourne I mean he took wickets for the franchise in the Big Bash league Mumbai Indians he's done really well Sri Lanka you know it was nice of him I've seen his um, farewell video on his YouTube channel the more he sits back now he'll reflect back on how um, of a great career he's had I know there are controversies out of the cricket in field but yeah. on the field during playing representing whichever team and for us mm. especially it was the national team for for us he was yeah. a standout one for me i think i could go on to say he's the best t20 bowler the world has seen mm. 50 over cricket probably you're fighting against a few greats like the greats of wasim makram but yeah. nonetheless he still made it you know his own so he might have edged out them as well look with lasik malinga since he took that four wickets you know of four balls against south you know, africa you know he can do it again he he's striving yeah. for that it's not the hat yeah. trick anymore now it's more okay yeah. what can i get the four for again which he yeah. did now, that's the one that stands out for me the confidence he kind of knew yeah. where things were so um it's uh, i mean cricketers won't last every, uh, every time on the field there's a time yeah. everyone has to retire and move on from the game hopefully he'll be involved a lot more um with sri lanka cricket and helping out the younger generation i've seen he that is intent uh, mm. through the messages that are being given out in the media by himself but it's a good sign um if he does that because he's got the brains you know you'll always want to pick mm. his brains when it comes to cricket yeah spot on there for me is arguably the best white ball fast bowler ever but yeah. you know different era as you said wasim akram they didn't play together so maybe different eras but yeah i personally i think he still could have made the world cup squad but okay yep. he hasn't played cricket for 12 to 18 months so that didn't help his case because yeah. looking at our squad we don't really have much experience in there so but yeah it is what it is and he still have a lot to offer to sri lanka cricket so hopefully we'll make use of his unique cricket brain Yeah hats off to Mali on a, a superb playing career i think we'll have a beer to celebrate <laughs> his career at some stage yeah um moving on with that i think we have to go through another journeyman in t20 cricket similar to mali you oh. got dwayne bravo and chris gale who have won the cpl mm. another gr- few greats you know Yeah. um to be aging well yeah you know what cpl reminds me of bora was that it reminds me of mergentile cricket tournament in sri lanka right oh, it yeah. just it just comes just before the one day tournament of the first class season almost all the first class players play in that tournament and it's a good warm up for the main event like yeah, cpl it's... is the warm up 
for the main event, which is the IPL. When I see uh, CPL, I always think, okay, you know, they're ready for the big thing now. <laughs> but yeah, um, exactly. you're right. Browse men uh, won the CPL. It was a close game because they lost uh, Chris Gale early and Brow didn't get much and they were chasing, I think, 160. And Dominic yeah. Drakes got 48 runs in 24 balls. Dominic Drakes is the son of Vasper Drakes. Remember where I used to play a tall fastball? I used to play for West Indies yeah. in early 2000s. I think he so, had a heavy chain around his neck. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Very, very fit guy. Dominic is his son. And oh, okay. So Chris Gale, Chris Gale <laughs> has played cricket with Vasper Drakes. Now he's playing cricket with his son. He's just... Chris um, Gale's the Roger Federer of cricket, <laughs> by the way. That's good. I mean, CPL, I mean, there are a lot of domestic tournaments out there. Unfortunately, the Big Bash, I think, has dropped down the ladder. You got, um, I mean, the IPL stands out as the big tournament. The PSL has come through. CPL, Bangladesh Premier League uh, are tournaments that are seem to be the more in-demand tournaments. Uh, CPL stands out with the entertainment factor of the West Indies players around them. And now it's a good transition through. I think in England, T20 Blast is coming to an end there as well. As we speak, there it's a semi-finals happening. And then the lead up will be with through the IPL. A few news coming through the IPL is Virat Kohli has decided to uh, let go of the T20 international captaincy. Yeah, I was surprised um, yeah. to see that. I was thinking maybe he'll give up his RCB captaincy after this season. Yeah. But I was surprised to see that. So, what are your thoughts on that? Part? I think it's a good thing for him with captaincy. I mean, international T20 captaincy, at least it's a short stint. Because um, Mahendra Singh Dhoni has captained India's charge in the T20 World Cup team since 2007. So this will be Kohli's, I believe, first time captaincy of a T20 tournament. Oh, might be second. I might be wrong there, but but he doesn't have the results to show. He doesn't have the results to show with his RCB team as well, where he's led them for a number of years and the international circuit so far. So it will only benefit Kohli as an individual player. He's, I think he's having feeling the pinch of that, uh, not having the results to show. Um, yeah. You've got his colleague Rohit Sharma winning titles for Mumbai Indians. Mm. He's building a strong case as a leader. He looks mm. calm. They've got players around him. So it might be a good thing to let go of and we might see him blossom as a player. IPL kicking off, something we'd like to talk about is the IPL's kicking off. There was a, it was suspended uh, due to COVID. And when it stopped, Ricky Pontin's Delhi Capitals was on top of the ladder. So the IPL kicks off this Sunday with CSK taking on the Mumbai Indians. For us, Sri Lanka, for the Sri Lankan listeners out there, two of our boys, uh, Vanidu and Dushmanta, are in the RCB camp. Um, so they'll be fighting out for uh, for four. I mean, there's four uh, slots for overseas players. So they'll be fighting out. There's a strong competition out there. So unfortunately, Vanidu hasn't been in the best of form with the bat. It might be a reason he has to sit out because the four players that we talk about I mean the 
international spots will be filled by AB De Villiers. Uh, Glenn Maxwell, Chris Morris is there. Two new faces coming in, uh, Tim David and George Carton. Um, these are new fair names um, circulating in the circuit. Um, Garton's a left arm quick, making a name for himself, while Tim David is, a, is an Australian, but he's playing for Singapore. Oh, yeah. um, he'll be the first Singapore player <laughs> to play in the IPL. He's a strong middle-order bat um, yeah. who goes hard, so he may, can hit the boundaries. He's pushing him. He's very. He was very close to playing for getting picked for Australia, but I think there's a eligibility criteria which kept oh, him right. out. But his first stint in IPL, he's been all other circuit cricket he's played. He's made a strong name for himself, especially coming at number six with us, you know, batting through the back end of the tournament. So uh, not the easiest. Strong, yeah. So um, strong competition there. They'll they'll want to see those guys first. So the Sri Lankan guys might might be sitting out a few games. <laughs> Talking about Sri Lanka cricket, we unfortunately lost the T20 series against South Africa. It was a poor showing. Um, I think we were found out in a lot of departments, especially playing against spin. We didn't come on top there. I mean, we won the toss, important two tosses in the two games, but batting-wise, we fell apart really fast. South Africa was chasing below pass scores, and they got home very easily. I mean, the third one was, we were hopelessly outplayed. Mm. Doesn't argue well going into the World Cup, but I think we can reset because we are playing Oman. Uh, yep, in practice games. Yeah, yep. a few games up there. So um, hopefully we can recoup a few injuries. I've seen in the news, Lahiru Madhusanka, unfortunate, did his collarbone. Mm. So they'll have to find a replacement for him. Mm. Um, Kusal Janit, they'll try to monitor, leave it as late as possible. I'm not sure. I think he's ruled out, but they'll see if he can come back in time hmm. he'll might be uh, uh they might keep him under observation to see if he's possible you're spot on i think we didn't we didn't turn up for this uh t20 series but yeah. we fought hard uh, for that uh, one day series and they managed to win it and i think we didn't we didn't turn up we were completely outplayed uh, in all three games it's batting strong... was a big disappointment for me i don't know whether we are using our all-rounders who are in form enough. Even yep. even when bowling, I I didn't see Charmika bowling enough overs in into my liking. As you said, uh, I would like to see Vanidu come up the order and uh, try to yeah. bat against the spinners. Yeah, it, it's good that we have few practice matches to try few combinations before the World Cup. Otherwise, as we discussed in the last episode, we struggle when it comes to experience in this cod we don't have many players who have played enough t20 internationals so we'll have to get used to the pitches as quick as possible and sort our team before we go into the world cup i mean i've read in the news even till october you can change the squad so Mm. if we are selecting for someone out of this mix angelo matthews is a standout Mm. player for me especially to that number four, number five slot. Vanidu Hasaranga, yes, we want to see him come up the order purely. I mean, for him batting at number seven, 
to make get him to be useful at number seven, he should be batting through the back end of the overs, so from the 14th, 15th over onwards, mm-hmm. and with a good uh, totaling, and that's the perfect scenario. But our batsmen have been found wanting, especially in the number three, four, and five slots, which meant mm-hmm. the whole batting order is under you know, pressure. We don't have a lot of players to pick from. This is the combined players we have available. They've just got yeah. to, I mean, their T20 records are, are not, how do I say, not good numbers to show. It's yeah. raw, but also, not, I mean, Avishka, Fernando, we rely a lot on him, but he's got a poor T20 record so far. But still, we will be um, relying on him because the pure fact that we don't have any other batsmen and we want to see him transition his one-day form into T20 cricket. And with the charge, I mean, we've got to find a combination of batters. I mean, you raised a good point. DDS, um, Asalanka, Chandimalk and all of all three of them play in the same team. Probably not. We just got to make the composition very quickly we got to mm. get back and find out what's the winning formula for us something to think about we are headed into i mean the qualifying stages we've got against netherlands you got ryan tenders carter uh, van der murphy the left arm those are seasoned t20 players yeah. so we've got to be able to contain them if not they might take the game away from us similar to david Weezy, he's playing for Namibia. Ireland's got a strong um, set of players. Ireland's got Singh. I'd say I've seen he's the all, he's an off spinner, and we've got a heavy left hand batting base through the middle. Yeah. So can we have the player matchups right? Because if we have Panuka, um, Charita Salanka, Kusal Jani, that's our top, you know, middle order batting through. Uh, we might have to think of the combinations a bit more because we've got a slow year mark. We're playing in the UAE, you know, might be spin friendly. If we progress further, one more thing to analyze would be even playing the West Indies. That's a strong left hand batting group. So we've yep. got a lot of right hand fast bowlers. Can that matchup contain them or do we have a good off spinner in this team? If mm-hmm. not, you know, even the likes like one into need a bit more coverage so Mm. those are questions i think the coaching crew has to go through analyze and find some solutions looking at the world cricket bora i think we are seeing a theme of uh, cancelling tours happening first it was india cancelling the last test match in england now uh, new zealand deciding to leave pakistan uh, citing security fears yeah, I've read that and yeah, exactly. I was thinking the same thing. A lot of abandoned games happening. But um, when it comes to fear of safety, um, I can imagine what the camp would have been going through. Sri Lanka, we've as a team had a really bad experience. A lot of our fellow players went through that ordeal of being yeah. in an ambush attack there are a lot i mean you've heard so many stories some we laugh about at the moment but because we were lucky there were no casualties i mean mm. no people going down or mm. but it was a scary situation for those players so um, in the news you see a lot of disheartened pakistan supporters as well as the yeah. authorities 
but the New Zealand government has was involved in this. They yeah. would have had information passed on saying, "Look, there is a risk involved here. Yeah. Just be, you know, we are not willing to take that risk." Uh, they would have made the decision, all right. They would have tried their best. Okay, let's go out there to the country, yeah. see it. But then, come would have come to a, a situation where the think tanks would have said, "Look, I think it's getting too risky. We'll have to pull out of this tournament." Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you early, notice, yeah. Go ahead. Early, uh, I think first it was 1987. In uh, New Zealand, cancelled a tour of Sri Lanka, but then again, early 90s, they were gonna cancel it, but they decided to stay back. Some of the players went back, but they had some players coming and they kept playing. So they had their fair share of security threats over the years. As you said, yeah. like I'm sure they had, you know, they have analyzed this in every angle and decided uh, not to go ahead. It's very sad for Pakistan cricket because I read out what Ramis Raja has said, walking out of the tour by taking a unilateral approach on a security threat is very frustrating, especially when it's not shared and, and which world is New Zealand living in? New Zealand here, us at ICC. So that's just, they're they they not happy. Statement. Yeah, They're not happy. But Ramis Raja's first stint, I mean, he's just become the big shot in Pakistan cricket and now um, this, but New Zealand would have given it a lot of thought. The best thing they've done is if there is an element of doubt that there could, there is a risk involved to the safety of players and the staff involved, mm. they've, I think they've made the right decision because if there's element of risk, there could be another scenario of what happened to Sri Lanka happening yeah. out there. And there's going to be a lot of heads that would have asked, okay, why did this tour go ahead, especially with what has been going around? If you yeah. heard any news of a risk of a potential attack, why did you hang around? So I think where sensible proceedings took place, I think they're disappointing because it does affect a lot of Pakistan's home series in the future because more yeah. teams are going to be hesitant. They'll need more um, security or a sense of safety in uh, coverage, you know, going into a tournament. Yeah. Um, England, England was supposed to tour Pakistan and yeah. Australia, they were supposed to travel there in March 2022 so it will be interesting to see where they'll stand with this new development yeah. so it's very the, sad for um, Pakistan cricket fans in the Kiwi camp you got certain Sri Lankan player who had a bad experience up there Tilan Samarir I think he's part of the coaching mix yeah. as a batting consultant so I'm sure I mean him going out there to tour would have lots of courage to go out there mm. would have been confident of the setup but if the authorities felt okay hang on things are not safe yeah. think wise imagine what Tilan would have been going through if he knew yeah I know. look guys there is a risk involved we are still playing this tournament but you guys are under the risk of an imminent you know threat mm. uh, he would have been pretty nervous so yeah unfortunate but sometimes it's 
done for the because it might have been a worse scenario out there yeah i remember when the sri lankan team bus got attacked in pakistan we were playing a mercantile game at uh, pisara yeah. stadium and we got the news and we stopped the match try what we heard from was tilan was injured and para was injured and you know i played cricket a lot of cricket with Close, para yeah. and you know you know he was my roommate in most of the tours and i felt sick to my stomach it's easy to blame players and the supporting staff but these are things you can't control so when someone advise you to uh, advise you to go home you had to take that advice i think it's a fair call i think it's a massive setback for uh, pakistan i mean in the news you've been reading so into it with a lot of players calling out crickets it's it's a drop for pakistan cricket i've yeah. seen a lot of support shown a um, yep. lot of sri lankan support coming in the media mm. as well which is a good yeah. sign like yeah. uh, sharing the good experiences yeah. that they had um yeah. going into pakistan in a very secure and safe environment but a lot of things have changed in this period that's right we've seen neighboring country of afghanistan things changing and that has a massive effect on the environment uh, out there for in pakistan so a lot of things have changed within this period but and uh, it's good to show support that if it's they have control of it it's yeah. they're happy to travel there um, but even sri lanka traveling to pakistan we there was a lot of reluctance they had a lot of players who were hesitant pulling out yeah yeah pulled out which was again the right call it's yeah. i know we feel, some feel disappointed that it's not happening but from a player's point of view i think it's right i think we are coming to the end of this episode 4 and we covered a lot of things especially we talked a lot about our legend lasit malinga next week we have a lot to talk about because the ipl is starting and um thank you for joining us with another episode of the sri lankan cricket podcast we would like you to subscribe to this podcast um we are on apple google spotify and all other leading podcast providers will be able to listen to the latest episode as soon as it is released. Bora and I are both active on Twitter. Give us a follow on Twitter and follow us uh, on our socials. We are on Instagram as well and YouTube. And if you like to send us feedback, suggest a guest or ask any questions, uh, connect us via Twitter or you can connect us via our Facebook community page as well. So we will add all these links in our show notes. We really appreciate if you can leave us um, a quick review on the podcast that you're listening to. Five star ratings get us up the ladder, the top of the ranks. And please do um, share some more feedback for us to improve as well. And thanks again. Um, we'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers.